You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ironman. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. We have our waiver wire rankings there that you can check out, the targets that you need to look at to help improve your roster. That's what we focus here on Pickup Tuesday. That's a look at all the key position acquisitions you can make, whether you're using a waiver wire priority system or free agent acquisition budget all the guys that you need to think about and why you need to think about picking them up. Are they plug-and-play starters? Are they handcuffs? Are they guys that can help you in different situations with the right matchup and help you get rid of some shakier options on your bench? So we'll go through all those. We'll do it in a slightly different order on today's show. We'll go through the running backs first, a little shorter list, but still a significant list there. Then we'll spend our second segment all on wide receivers. A lot to look at wide receiver. Then we'll close looking at the quarterbacks, tight ends, and go back. Uh, there's a few more uh, streaming defenses that we can consider this week. So a little bit better options there to help your team as defense always a challenge there to find the right plays week in and week out. So we'll get into all that. We'll also have a little bit of a breakdown of what we saw between the Cowboys and Eagles. Uh, before we do that, i got to tell you this episode of Lockdown Fantasy Football is brought to you by Rock Auto, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. All right, so Eagles-Cowboys, it was pretty much all Cowboys. They had that weird defensive touchdown they came. Jalen Hurts had to get some garbage production there, but rough night for Jalen Hurts. He throws a pick six there to Trayvon Diggs, who's really looking good, making plays here, uh, living up to his reputation from Alabama. Stealing the draft last year, Diggs is looking very good there, so... Tough matchup, but they get some production there from Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. The struggle there, Miles Sanders in that running game that isn't Jalen Hurts really needs to get going here. Maybe it'll happen against the Chiefs, who've really struggled against the run here in Week 4. But yeah, this Eagles offense seems to be a bit all over the place. Not enough from the wide receivers. Really focusing a lot on uh, Dallas Goddard and now Zach Ertz at tight end. So we'll have to see. I think it's a work in progress. I think there are some pieces there that can really work. But for fantasy football... A little bit up and down right now beyond Jalen Hurts, who has a pretty high floor because of his running, but the ceiling may be a little bit limited until those wide receivers can get going. Now, for the Cowboys, Dak Prescott looks awesome. He's dealing to new targets, which we don't love if we have CeeDee Lamb or Amari Cooper, but we saw Dalton Schultz come on. So Schultz is the guy right now at tight end over Blake Jarwin that the Cowboys prefer. And Ezekiel Elliott, if you're worried about him after week one, don't worry about him. And the Tony Pollard situation. No, it's still Ezekiel Elliott's backfield. Multiple touchdowns. They ran really well. Caught passes. So he's not going anywhere in this uh, game script for the Cowboys. And I think he'll be a big part of what they do going forward. It was just the matchup against the Buccaneers. Very tough team to run on in week one. Zeke is fine. Dak is fine. Cooper was a little bit banged up going into the game with the ribs injury. CeeDee Lamb uh, was the focus of the attention there for the Eagles defense. So that may still happen, but the Panthers, we know the next opponent, lost J.C. Horn for the season, and Dante Jackson's the other guy. So 
good rebound spot for them as well as uh, Zeke keeping it going with Dak here, I think, in week number five. So that's a brief look. It was all pretty much Cowboys in that game from start to finish. So Cowboys offense looking good with Kellen Moore and Dak healthy. The Dak that we know is back. And so is Elliott. We know that Elliott was finishing at a high level in games where Dak started before he went down with the ankle injury. So a good combination for the Cowboys. Trust in your Cowboys week in, week out. Just an explosive offense with a lot of scoring opportunities that are going to help uh, everyone involved there going forward. I think at 2-1, they're clearly here, the favorite to win the NFC East. All right, let's move on to running back pickup targets here on this waiver wire look on a Tuesday. And we'll start with Shuba Hubbard. We're going all the way back to Thursday Night Football. Christian McCaffrey didn't stay in the game all too long. He saw Sam Darnold do a read option score, and then McCaffrey was pretty much hurt soon after that. So Chuba Hubbard is the choice here. Everyone, this is a reminder, after we saw what Alexander Madison did there filling in for Dalvin Cook against the Seahawks, always handcuff your top backs. It's anybody who might have the opportunity to see the key touches. We saw that last year with Mike Davis. It was imperative in a lot of leagues. I just missed out on Chuba in one of my drafts. I actually had him on my list to draft, and someone took him, and that's a strategy that a lot of people use, knowing that there's going to be attrition at the position, grab a few key backups. But Hubbard's still available in most leagues here that you can target. If he's there, hopefully your league had a rule where people can pick up guys between Thursday and Sunday if they had already played. So Hubbard should be available. Go after him. He's the guy right now. Royce Freeman, also some consideration. He might get some goal line looks, some passing game looks. We'll see if Hubbard can uh, have good ball security and stay on the field. But he did look rather good against the Texans, minus a touchdown there in his uh, opportunities. And that's why they drafted Hubbard. That's why you should also pick up Hubbard this week and uh, put some investment in. But we know Christian McCaffrey is also not an injured reserve, so you can't put all your resources into picking Hubbard. But if you're McCaffrey, owner, he's the highest priority. Anyone else that uh, you can look here if you need a short-term flex fill in. Uh, the Cowboys are, again, the matchup this week, as we mentioned, good enough to plug and play Hubbard into your lineup. More as an RB2. We know McCaffrey's a smash RB1 every week, but this Panthers replacement, more of an RB2 at this point. Although we saw Mike Davis have a lot of RB1 finishes last year. Now Peyton Barber, we're not sure how long he's going to hold serve here in the Raiders' backfield, but it hasn't really looked good for Josh Jacobs. He has multiple injuries with the toe and ankle. Kenny Drake, I don't know why they signed him. He wasn't very effective, and Peyton Barber was even getting the receiving down looks there against the Dolphins. They just went with a hot hand. He's a guy that does what John Gruden wants to do and uh, run forward and uh, power through, and that's what we saw. Barber just burned that Dolphins defense over and over. So I think he's going to be the guy here for a while. It's the Chargers. They have some uh, weak linebacker issues there. You can run on the Chargers. We saw Clyde Edwards-Lair get out of a slump there playing against the Chargers, and we saw that Elliott-Pollard combination go off. So good opportunity here. Barber gets a start. I think he's going to be a guy that you can start in fantasy here in the short term. So Hubbard and Barber plug-and-play guys right away, and that doesn't happen often. Again, you look a little bit later, you can look at uh, Royce Freeman. Might have some value should Hubbard stumble a little bit. But again, short-term rental for either of these guys here. Hubbard more at a higher level. Kenneth Gainwell, we'll see. Miles Sanders has struggled a little bit. Uh, partly is the Eagles don't know how to use him. That's uh, carried over uh, from one offense to the next. So we'll see how that plays. But Gainwell, special talent. I think can get going. The Chiefs are a very favorable matchup for that running game between Sanders and Gainwell. So I think the Eagles need to get back to that basic and do that to get on track here with Nick Sirianni and uh, channel some of that Colts run-heavy attack here. 
Now, Tony Jones, we're going to look at him. Alvin Kamara is looking great. But again, we want to avoid a situation with what we saw with Cook and Madison and McCaffrey and Hubbard. Let's get ahead of it. Let's get Tony Jones locked up, especially if you have Kamara. And that same goes. I mean, Derrick Henry is a little harder. Right now, you would say it's Jeremy McNichols there that you would go after. He did have a couple short touchdown catches there from Ryan Tannehill. But at some point, it could be Darrington Evans. So a little bit hard there in those situations. But there, if there's a clear-cut guy like a Pollard or a Madison or a Hubbard, or a Jones. Uh, it's hard with the Browns because you know it's a Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt combo. But if there's a clear-cut guy that you're going after, do it. Uh, same goes with Austin Eckler, where you know uh, Larry Roundtree would have a role. Or uh, we know with Antonio Gibson, we would see quite a bit there of uh, J.D. McKissick should he go down. So make sure you ensure your top guys as much as possible. This is a reminder to do so right now. Unlocked on Fantasy Football. We will continue looking at the pickups that you need to target. We'll uh, turn our attention to wide receivers in the next segment. But I do have to tell you, Fantasy Football fans, this is Vinny Iyer here from Locked on Fantasy Football with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about, Get Upside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a $0.25 cents bonus per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back in your first tank. Some people drive a lot or making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cent Spur gallon cash back in your first tank. That's the code touchdown there at Get Upside. It is that time of year again. We're back and better than ever with football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with an updated news site and interface and even more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use a mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your Vegas casino games of choice, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, let's continue with the show, looking at the wide receiver targets. Uh, the Bills went out and got Emmanuel Sanders to replace John Brown. Finally got some return on investment from Manny Sandy. The well-traveled player came through with a big game there against the Washington football team. Just an atrocious defensive effort by WFT. Josh Allen back to rolling here with uh, Stefan Diggs, but opening it up. A lot of uh, targets to Cole Beasley, a lot of work to Emmanuel Sanders. Dawson Knox had a touchdown. He had Zach Moss work out of the backfield. So Josh Allen, next step as a quarterback, diversifying, getting more guys involved. But Sanders, good route runner, good compliment to Diggs, very savvy, can get open in the red zone. We see that. Now what's hard is Diggs was the guy that was left out. Now there could easily be a big Diggs week where you don't see a lot of Beasley and uh, Sanders being involved, so keep that in mind. You'd have to look for the right matchups where you have an exploitable number two corner. In this particular game, I mean, you look at it, we thought Kendall Fuller might contain Cole Beasley a little bit. We thought William Jackson III might look at what Diggs could do and contain him. So there was a reasoning behind Sanders and having him go after the number two corner outside 
of Washington. Just happened to be all the corners really struggled, but there's a reason that he produced more than Diggs in this particular game. So that's what you have to look at if there's a tough matchup for Diggs on the outside. And uh, Beasley might be a little bit bottled up, which he wasn't in this game, but you can look at Sanders, and that's how you approach him. And he's a good stash for your bench at this point. Tied to a high upside offense, clearly playing ahead of Gabriel Davis, the young second-year player. Jacoby Myers is a staple of the Patriots' offense. I know you have Kendrick Bourne, who scored a touchdown. He was busy. We got suddenly high passing volume from Mac Jones. They had negative game script. Well, they're going to have that again against the Buccaneers this week. So Myers is a reliable guy in the slot. We know how bad... We know how bad the Buccaneers are in the slot. Now, Jacoby Myers is not Cooper Cup, but you've lost Sean Murphy Bunting. You've lost Jamel Dean. They're thinking about getting Richard Sherman as we're recording this. So, yeah, the secondary really stinks here. Nelson Aguilar is pretty good, and it could be a rotation between Aguilar and Bourne and Myers and how they produce, and the tight ends are going to be involved, Jonas Smith and Hunter Henry. But Myers is the returning guy in this offense. He has the most experience. I think there's a bit of chemistry between him and Mac Jones, especially in the middle of the field. So a lot of shorter intermediate passes, I think that's going to help the Smith and Henry produce at some point. And I think that also helps Myers in the slot here. So another guy that you pick up, look at the matchups, examine that, but certainly should be managed in a lot of leagues. And I would prefer him over Bourne for sure. I think it's pretty close between him and Aguilar, who I like to roster. But I like to have some extra options in that passing game as much as possible. And I think looking at the Patriots is a good way to get that. This is the last call for Tim Patrick. If you're not on board Tim Patrick, you should be. He's replacing Jerry Judy. He's connecting well with uh, Teddy Bridgewater. That's the connection we're looking for every week. Mainly, he's more consistent, has a higher floor, I think, than Cortland Sutton. Sutton, a little bit big play dependent and touchdown dependent. Where I think Patrick is just going to be solid all around while Judy's on the shelf here. He's that type of receiver to help Teddy Bridgewater. This week, we'll see uh, with the Broncos and uh, how they, they fare. They finally are playing a little bit better of a legitimate team here in the Ravens, but the Ravens secondary can be had. So Tim Patrick, last call for him. Marcus Callaway, some people might have given up after the first two weeks after not seeing much from Callaway, but modest game. He did score a touchdown there on that little pop-up jump pass from uh, Jameis Winston against the Patriots. So we'll see uh, Callaway and the Saints uh, have some opportunity to uh, be more involved with uh, Michael Thomas still on the shelf. So Callaway, don't totally give up. I still think he can have some value for you here on your team. All right, uh, Terrace Marshall is another guy we're looking for uh, in that Panthers offense. He's getting more looks and uh, involvement here and uh, could have an expanded role with Christian McCaffrey out. They need to get some more receivers involved. They just traded Dan Arnold, so Tommy Tremble might be the guy they look at a little bit more tight end. But this rookie, I think, has a little bit of upside. I think they're grooming him to eventually be the replacement for Anderson, who's a free agent. But he's getting some good targets, good chemistry there. Could be the new Anderson for Sam Darnold playing off a red-hot uh, DJ Moore. And we know the Cowboys secondary has Trayvon Diggs. So Diggs could really try to bottle up uh, DJ Moore this week. That's a good matchup we're going to watch there. So that could open things up for Marshall even more so than Anderson. They're in a good little deep league stash there. AJ Green, do we trust Adriel Jeremiah Green as the complimentary receiver, but look at it. Every week it's been a different guy. It's been Christian Kirk going off in week one, playing off DeAndre Hopkins. In week two, it was Rondell Moore. Week three, it was A.J. Green. Remember, DeAndre Hopkins also had a ribs issue, so he wasn't 100%, and they had to go a little bit more outside to the veteran Green there from Kyler Murray. Tough matchup this week against the Rams secondary. Uh, you could see D-Hop facing a lot of uh, Jalen Ramsey, so that might open the other parts of the field there, but I still expect a high-scoring game. Would I buy too much into Green? No, I'm not. 
I think it was a circumstance where there were Hopkins is bottled up, but I think they still would prefer to get Kirk and Moore involved a little bit more in the passing game because they're versatile and can work the middle of the field. And uh, that could be more beneficial to them than Green on the outside, especially in this tough matchup this week. Deshaun Jackson in that same game, I know he made a big play there against the Buccaneers. They were targeting, looking for the big plays. I don't think he suddenly jumped Robert Woods behind Cooper Cup. He's a big play threat, so is Van Jefferson. You can maybe look for that shot play. The Cardinals are a little bit vulnerable in the back end, so maybe you'll get that again, but that's all you're counting on. Uh, James Washington, another guy we look at here. Steelers could be without Juju Smith-Schuster and Deontay Johnson against Smith-Schuster. Some ribs issue popped up here against the Bengals. We already had Deontay Johnson miss the game with a knee injury he suffered against the Raiders. So James Washington, always screaming for more chances, might come here out of necessity playing off Chase Claypool. Which Raider do you go after, Hunter Renfro or Brian Edwards there? Uh, Henry Ruggs can be up and down. I think Renfro is the guy that I'm looking at. He's pretty solid. He said three straight very good PPR results while Edwards is more hit or miss, battling with Ruggs on the outside. But Renfro in the slot, working with Darren Waller, being the short and intermediate threat there down the seam. Renfro is going to be busy, and we know Derek Carr and Renfro have very good chemistry there that's developed. So Renfro, yeah, he should be managing a lot of leagues. He has some... Wide receiver three value in certain weeks, uh, especially in PPR. Marquez Valdez scandling, same deal. He's a big play threat for the Packers. If he does get the big play, then you're in business. But if you don't, boomer bust. He's kind of like Miko Hardman. If you get the big play from the Chiefs, uh, really second receiver, you're in good shape. Same thing with MVS. So we know it's very similar because Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, they're the guys that usually go off. You also have pretty good tight ends there. Travis Kelsey, the elite tight end. And Robert Tunyon, very productive. So they need some big plays. But the Packers uh, have that opportunity again against the Steelers. They've given up a lot of big plays downfield. So that uh, could uh, very well mean another MVS sighting for a deep shot. Hardman scored last week. He's not a guy that completely trust. But if something should happen to Tyree Kill and he's wearing down a little bit, Hardman would be the plug and play. Now the guy I'm against going after with the Chiefs, Josh Gordon. Every time Josh Gordon gets reinstated and we look, he goes nuts on the waiver wire. It doesn't matter what league you're in. What format uh, people are going after Josh Gordon hard. I'd be buyer beware on the Josh Gordon. I mean, we just know that even the number two wide receiver as Hardman can't get going. Gordon's just been getting reinstated. He's learning a new offense. He could be valuable at some point, but we need to see it to believe it here. The Chiefs taking a flyer because really, you look at their receiving core, pretty weak there beyond Hardman when you're trying to complement Hill and Kelsey. All right, so there's a look at the waiver wire, but yeah, Gordon... He's a more of a public service announcement. Don't go after him. You're just wasting a roster spot, and uh, you'll probably give up someone who has a little bit more value later. All right, we still need to look at quarterbacks, tight ends, and defenses to look at on the waiver wire, and we'll get into that in our final segment. I do have to tell you again that this episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more of the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Just take the example of this Honda Odyssey fuel pump. You can spend $353 in the chain store or you can get it for $216 from Rock Auto. That's tells you a lot about uh, the parts you can find and the deals that you can get and the money you can save. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. Of everything you can need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. 
Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Find them at rockauto.com. All right, let's uh, pick up and uh, close the show here looking at the quarterbacks, the tight ends, and defenses that should be on your mind for the waiver wire. And we kind of break down uh, their roles, what kind of players you should be looking for. Sam Darnold should be now on every roster, I think, as a backup at least, a QB2 that can help you. He's looking good running the ball. He's looking good throwing the ball. Good early season surprise. He's got good weapons. And he's doing it without an offensive line. Maybe there's also a value here with uh, McCaffrey out. So Sam Darnold definitely is going to be valuable and playable. Would I love him this week against the Cowboys? I think he's playable, especially in 2QB and Superflex, but just be wary there. Now, a lot of people might be giving up on Justin Fields after that awful performance against Cleveland, but this schedule is going to get a lot easier. Fields is going to get better. We could toggle back to Andy Dalton and Nick Foles or and or, and that could make people drop Justin Fields, but drop him. I Just look for him. I mean, if he's out there, someone's making Justin Fields available, stash him. I still think he can do really well in this offense. Look, it was a tough assignment. Going in cold there as an injury replacement. Cleveland's defense is pretty good. Team is very good. Tough spot. A lot of pressure under for Justin Fields. But they get the Lions this week at home. If Fields is in there and he's available, you're going to plug and play him. So stick with Fields there on your roster if you have him. If someone else is getting impatient, he still got a lot of upside as a rookie because of his running. I think they're going to have to change some of the things they do. It's really hard to trust Matt Nagy in the Bears' offense, but Fields just has too much upside to be contained. Trey Lance, I know he's just coming in for cameos to throw touchdown passes or run short balls into the end zone, but it might happen sooner rather than later. Jimmy Garoppolo has been playing well, but he almost made a costly mistake there in that game that they can recover from. Actually, he did because they were playing ahead and all that and they did get the touchdown to go ahead late but still open the door. So, he did not uh, make the throws on time there. So, might be just enough mistakes from Jimmy Garoppolo and if the uh, 49ers lose the Seahawks this week uh, you could maybe see a change there. So, Fields and Lance not giving up on their potential big value in fantasy football for 2020 on redraft leagues. Now, are you ready for two streamer specials here in week four? Well, one is Taylor Heineke. That makes a lot of sense, right? They're playing the Falcons, and the Falcons had kind of contained Daniel Jones, but Jones had all of his receivers get hurt. But I don't think they have anyone to stop Terry McLaurin or Logan Thomas. They're his main guys. They're going to get more people involved there. So Taylor Heineke, we know, can produce a tight end or quarterback one numbers. We saw that. He can also produce tight end number one numbers for whoever's out there. He got to Logan Thomas in the end zone, so... Heineke's going to get the ball to the playmakers. The Falcons cannot stop the key players here for Washington. That's going to help them put up some numbers and maybe a sneaky shootout with how poorly Washington's defense is playing as well this week. Now, Zach Wilson, remember week one? He was actually pretty good. He had two touchdowns there in that game in garbage time against the Panthers, but it's been awful the last two weeks, so there's a negative connotation there tied to Zach Wilson, but it's only going to get better as a rookie quarterback, and Look, he's playing the Titans this week. The Titans could give him a few problems. It's it's not in the most favorable spot, but it is the Falcons coming up, by the way, for the Jets. So Wilson, Corey Davis, that could, that combination could reheat. You could also have Jamison Crowder back, which I think could be big here, have a veteran slot guy help you. And uh, I think they're going to figure out their backfield a little bit more with Michael Carter and Ty Johnson. So there's some developments there that are sneaky. Look, you play these two very tough defenses back-to-back. You had Bill Belichick and the guys... 
there. That's going to confuse a rookie quarterback. So is Vic Fangio. He has multiple looks. He has a good pass rusher there. The Titans don't have a lot of that. Neither do the Falcons. These are the next two opponents. So Zach Wilson is going to be out there. I think he's going to have values of QB2 at some point. He's going to figure out. He's a smart kid. Has some talent. Just ran into two very tough defenses for any quarterback to have, let alone a rookie. So keep in mind Wilson's uh, opponents. That's what you're looking for more than anything else, especially with these young quarterbacks. And same goes with Fields. Bounce back spot potentially there at home against the Lions if he does indeed start over Dalton. So yeah, not giving up on the rookie quarterbacks. They're rookie quarterbacks. They're going to have some mistakes. And it's not like uh, Trevor Lawrence is lighting it up and is completely safe on your roster. These guys need to be considered Fields, Lance, and Wilson. Let's go to uh, tight end. And Evan Ingram is out there. And uh, will he have a role? We're not sure. But we know that Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard had hamstring issues. Remember that Kadarius Tony and Kenny Galladay were hamstrung in the preseason. What's going on with the conditioning with the Giants wide receivers? That's a good question. Galladay also banged up with his hip injury that recurred from his Lions last season, so that's concerning. So they need to find some weapons. Saquon Barkley out of the backfield was key. But Daniel Jones might need to lean on Evan Ingram more, and it's uh, not a bad spot this week there that you can look at him. So, yeah, Ingram has got to be busy maybe by default here, and, uh, and there is some history between Jones and Ingram, so let's see if that production does happen. Tyler Conklin, hard to trust, but he's getting a slightly bigger role here for the Vikings. It's all about them staying in the game and staying ahead. Good matchup this week against the Browns. Austin Hooper in that same game. Hooper's hard to trust, but he did find the end zone last week against the Bears. They are thrown to the tight end quite a bit, and actually Odell Beckham Jr.'s return kind of helps the tight end get open underneath, so something to watch there. Good matchup for those two tight ends in the same game, potentially a high-scoring game between the Browns and Vikings. Dawson Knox getting some looks. He scored in two straight games for the Bills. You can look there if you're really hurting. A young guy that uh, had to take some time with his route running in hands, but a little bit more reliable. Again, with him and Sanders, hard to know if they're going to funnel a lot away from Diggs, but there are some opportunities there with Diggs and Beasley playing off them here. So Knox, you can't totally write him off. And Pat Fryermuth. There was a lot of buzz over uh, Kyle Pitts, and he's been a little bit disappointing there for the Falcons as a rookie tight end. But Freemuth could see a bigger role here. Again, the wide receiver injuries are there for the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger can't throw very long. He's uh, feeding Najee Harris in the passing game kind of infinitely. So let's see if uh, Freemuth can have a bigger role. He did score a touchdown against the Bengals. Some uh, good matchups coming ahead, including the Packers this week for Fremont. They have to get him involved. That's the bottom line. He's an extra blocker for that offensive line. They have uh, very good opportunities here to use the tight end more. And Fremont clearly has passed Eric Ebron in the depth chart as well. All right, some streaming defenses. I did mention Zach Wilson. He's still going to have some mistakes, I would assume. But the Titans have a couple of good back-to-back matchups against Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence. So the Titans defense... Not great, but uh, maybe can exploit some rookie quarterbacks for big plays. You have the Saints playing pretty well. They get the Giants and uh, Washington back-to-back. It's coming up here, so something to look at there. Uh, Looking at the Bengals, they played really well. They've had two solid performances, then they really blew up against the Steelers last week. They get Lawrence at home, a Thursday night emotional home primetime bump there that we look at this week. The Bears look pretty good, while they could. Uh, they just were really hurt by their offense, but they really came after Baker Mayfield pretty well. They get Jared Goff in the Lions at home, and the Khalil Mack avoided major injury in that game. So good to know that there are some opportunities there. And we also saw that Taylor Decker, the left tackle for the Lions, went down. So a little bit of a blow there that makes uh, Panay Sewell kind of maybe flip there and then give some opportunities to get to Jared Goff this week. And the Bears' defense 
needs a get-well game as well as their offense, and the game script should allow the Bears to tee off against the Lions here. In Week 4, the Packers have a pretty decent schedule coming up in terms of getting some sacks. It's the Steelers this week. We know Ben Roethlisberger doesn't look very good. The Bengals can give up sacks, even with Joe Burrow there. And there's always going to be high volume opposite Aaron Rodgers. Then they get the Bears, a good matchup there, and then Washington. So good little stretch there for the Packers if you need them defensively. I think they're playing a little bit better overall with Joe Barry, the coordinator. Uh, really put together a solid uh, game and a half here given uh, the circumstances they had against the Lions and 49ers. So things are going to look up slowly for that Packers defense. Hopefully they'll get Zadarius Smith back soon to make some plays as well. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's Lock of the Day. Follow Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast. That wraps up this Pickup Tuesday ahead of Week 4 for Lockdown Fantasy Football as we examine the waiver wire here and uh, where you need to look. All across positions, that's what we do every Tuesday, Pickup Tuesday. Don't forget, it's back to breaking down all the games of the week. Matchup Wednesday, Matchup Thursday, double shot at that. Then we'll come back with Lineup Friday where we look at things from a DFS perspective on the DraftKings and FanDuel, the core players you want to target there, as well as injury updates you need to know and anything that we might have missed on Thursday Night Football this week, as we mentioned will be the Bengals hosting the Jaguars. For this edition of Lockdown Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Have a great day, and see you on Wednesday. Good luck with your waiver wire pickups.